This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekday 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. Seven to eight on the power breakfast. So according to the National Qualifications Framework Amendment Act, which was passed last year, a person is found is guilty of an offence if they falsely claim to qualify as a local or uh, lawfully recognised foreign institution. The bill was signed into law in August 2019, but its enforcement was delayed until the president, Cyril Ramaphosa, proclaimed it in October uh, on October 13th last year, well, uh, as the date when it would actually come into operation. A South African economist has been in the news, unfortunately, for all the wrong reasons. That's uh, Tabi Lioka, previously known as Dr. Tabi Lioka. She's been asked by the presidency to expeditiously address the matter of her qualifications by the presidency following reports that she does not have a PhD from the London School of Economics. Let's speak to adjunct professor of criminal law at Wirtz University, Professor Stephen Tucson, joining us on the line. Good morning to you, Professor, and thank you for your time. Good morning, yes, thank you. All right, let's uh, prof- uh, just maybe briefly st- describe what the law actually states, what this uh, act in the National Qualifications Framework Amendment Act, and the fact that it actually was uh, signed into law in 2019, uh, what the situation had been before this act um, came into being. Okay, so let's just start from the very beginning and sort mm. of look historically. Mm. You don't need a statute for her, uh, for somebody who does this to have committed an offence. Okay. There's, there are common law offences, which are offences which are from time immemorial, such as fraud and perjury. Mm. So a person who falsely claims they have a qualification which they don't have commits fraud. They are making mm. a representation. They know it to be false with the intent to defraud, and it prejudices or, or even just potentially prejudices another. So clearly your employer would be prejudiced because they think you have a PhD when you don't. Mm. Uh, and anybody relying on that representation would be prejudiced. Mm. <clears throat> and then, of course, if you repeat that under oath at a, at a legal proceeding, like a commission of inquiry, you would be committing the crime of perjury. Mm. So really all the statute does is simply codifies the common law. Mm. It just makes it explicit and easier to prove by setting out the elements of the offence as specifying the, the, the representation to be mm. making a false claim to hold a qualification that you don't. Mm. And the statute is pretty specific, and it also extends to foreign uh, educational institutions and bodies. Mm. So Professor, the, the question... Mm. Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, carry on. Yes. Please finish your thought. Mm-hmm. Well, the question would be if at the time she first made these claims, the act was not yet uh, uh, effective is she still guilty of commission of the offence? And, and the mm. answer would be yes. If you continue to put out your CV and on your web page and ever, I have a PhD, and you continue to assert that, well, then you're committing the offence now, and mm. you would still be liable. Mm. What then are, what, what are the consequences of committing such or being found guilty of such? As you say, there are common law offences. Uh, we didn't need this act for you to be guilty of uh, of a crime. I mean, of it's fraud, you've mentioned, perjury, and, uh, yeah, misrepresentation. Yeah. You know, uh, What are the consequences? And uh, for those co- consequences to kick in, does somebody uh, then have to go and open a criminal case or one? 
Yes. Uh, so there'd have to be a docket opened at a uh, at a police station, <clears throat> probably in any area where she works or lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the statute is quite explicit. A person convicted of this offence is liable to a term of imprisonment uh, not exceeding five years, so up to five years, or a fine, which is unspecified, or both, a fine and the imprisonment. Mm. But interestingly, there's a, a section which says that an aggravating factor when you consider the sentence is that you committed this crime with the intent to gain financially, or you have gained financially, or you've tried to persuade yes. somebody to give you a favor or a benefit or a reward. And clearly that's why you would do this. Uh, yeah, it, so that's an aggravating yeah. factor. Isn't that where you could be entering a grey area, Professor, in the sense that I don't know of how many uh, positions say, especially when it comes to in this case uh, that has now been trending here, um, when you're sitting as a, you know, a, a board member uh, or a director in a board that actually requires a PhD, for example, you know. Yeah, so that would be for the board to, to decide, mm-hmm. to decide mm-hmm. and to look into. But... Uh, you have to supply them with a bio, uh, your biography, mm. uh, what are your qualifications, what are your your experience and so on, and that's false. And, you know, what I would think about in this situation is is huge reputational damage to the institution mm. where this person is employed. Mm. How can they go to a official board meeting with, with high-ranking people from other institutions and be taken seriously? Mm. How mm. can the institution be taken seriously mm having somebody in their payroll. Mm. And it's not good enough to say, oh, but they're very competent, they're qualified. Mm, mm. I was about to say, that's a, the common reframe is that, but if this person has been doing their job well, then what's the issue? Yeah, but, and the issue is they're dishonest. Mm. How can you trust anything they say if they're prepared to? And this is not a little lie. I, 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 I went to the gym this morning. This mm. is a major lie that you've persisted on the record to media mm. houses that says something about character, which I don't think is redeemable. What then would happen in a case of somebody who has a PhD, honorary PhD, goes by the title of doctor, but this uh, uh, honorary PhD was awarded by an institution so that if you did a search, you wouldn't find it anywhere, but you find that it's an institution that was not, uh, um, you know, officially accredited. Can that person be deemed to still be, you know, misrepresenting themselves? Yeah. Well, here we're getting into a little bit of criminal law. Mm. And to be guilty of a crime, you have to commit the act, which is make the false statement, mm. with intent. So if the person, for some reason, and it's hard to believe, honestly and reasonably believed that they held that qualification, mm. even though it's a dodgy sort of institution, <laughs> backwater American... I mean, there, there are American institutions where you write to them... And you tell them about yourself, and then they give you a PhD based on your life mm. experience. Um, obviously, nobody takes those degrees seriously. But here we're talking about uh, mens. We call it mens rea or intent. Mm. Did the person have the requisite intention? Um, and the, the statute uh, specifically criminalizes institutions themselves holding out that they can award these degrees when they can't, and they're not qualified to or or authorized mm. to. Yeah, very interesting. <clears throat> Professor, thank you so much for, for that uh, perspective and insight. I appreciate your time. Pleasure, thank you. He's a young professor of criminal law at Wits University, Professor Stephen Tucson. It's just after eight.
You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.